You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron, live with Ethan Haristadoulou. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to more of the Greek's Gridiron. I am Ethan Haristadoulou, and today we're doing our picks for week seven of the NFL season, going through all 14 games on this week's slate, going over my winners, kind of score predictions, I guess you could say, and even giving some of my thoughts on the betting on. So, Make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and comment down below. Let me know who you think is coming out winners in this week's matchups. And let's dive right in, shall we? Beginning with tonight's matchup, we start with the Saints and the Cardinals, as New Orleans is traveling to Arizona for this one here. Cardinals are minus two and a half favorites, and both teams coming into this contest two and four. Not quite where I think either of these teams really thought they were going to be coming into this matchup specifically. Now, I look at the Saints and I see a team that is just depleted in terms of injuries and it's not really something that I think is going to be getting any better, at least anytime soon. You're dealing with quarterback injury, receiver injuries. I mean, is you name it, the Saints have it. And then you have an Arizona Cardinals team that just lost Marquise Brown. They have some question marks on the offensive line. I think this game is really going to come down to one, who can outlast their injury issues, but two, who can protect the football more? And when I bring that up, I start to lean towards more of the Arizona Cardinals because when you look at the numbers, New Orleans, they are the third highest team in turnover percentage at 16.7% of drives ending in a turnover. That is a monstrous number. They're averaging over two turnovers a game. Whereas when you look at the Cardinals, yeah, they might not be putting up the points that they've been wanting to, but they haven't really been turning the ball over too often. They're eighth best in the league in turnover percentage, only turning the ball over on 8.2% of drives, and they're averaging less than a single turnover a game, which is tied for second best. The number is exactly 0.83. I feel like I like the Cardinals in this one here, and I am going to go with them as the winners for the game just because they're at home. And I'm just, the injuries are really what turned me off from the Saints in this game here. If the Saints were healthier, I think I would be leaning more towards New Orleans. But Robbie Anderson's coming in to help kind of mitigate some of that Marquise Brown loss. DeAndre Hopkins is coming back. I think that's going to be a massive addition for this offense over there in Arizona. And it being in their home field, I like the Cardinals by a hair, 21-18. Arizona is a favorite at minus two and a half. Not really sure how I feel about that. I'd feel better about it if it was minus three, but the fact that it's two and a half is like, ugh. so I would maybe stay away from betting the spread on this one here, but that's just my opinion. Going into the next game, the one o'clock window, we're starting with the Falcons and the Bengals here. Bengals, massive favorites at minus six and a half here at home, both teams three and three. And I think this is a funny one because I don't really see why the Bengals are favored by so much. You have an Atlanta Falcons team that has been in it in all of their losses to like the very end. And they've won some pretty fun contests as well. So I'm surprised that people think that, you know, the Bengals could be winning by almost as much as an entire score. Don't get me wrong. Bengals get it done offensively. They have a pretty solid defense as well. And the Bengals have really started to find their stride offensively this last few weeks. Now, when I look at both these teams, they both get it done very different ways. Bengals is through the air. For the Falcons, it's on the ground. Falcons are the third best rushing attack, averaging 165 yards a game. Bengals, seventh best offensive attack through the air, 248 yards passing per game. 
I think it's really going to come down to whose defense can slow the other team's best moves down. And I feel like I lean a little bit more towards liking the Bengals defense than I do the Falcons defense. So I do like the Bengals, especially the fact that they're at home in this one as well. It gives me a little bit more of a lean towards them. I like the Bengals winning, but a tight contest. 26 to 23 is kind of what I'm looking at here. The Falcons plus six and a half. This is probably one of the most attractive bets that I've seen in terms of the spread for this weekend. They're 6-0 against the spread, and like I said, they've been in it in the majority of their games. I don't really see them getting beaten by almost seven points in this one. I think they can keep it close, and they typically have this whole year, and, and when it's come down to the spread, they've won it every single time. So give me the Bengals. I like them winning 26-23, but that Falcons plus 6.5, man, that looks good. Looking at the Lions and the Cowboys here. While I wish I could go into this game and say that I feel like the Lions have an opportunity to maybe make a bounce back, considering the Cowboys are getting Dak Prescott back, I don't really think that is the case. The Lions could not put up a single point against the New England Patriots defense, and I like the Cowboys defense a little bit more than I like the Patriots defense, at least right now. The Patriots defense did a really good job in closing that gap the last few weeks, looking very impressive, but... Cowboys D is just really good, and you have an offense over there in Dallas that has been manageable and finally kind of met its demise with Cooper Rush at the helm last week with those three interceptions. I think ultimately this is going to be what the Cowboys were really supposed to be like. I have a good feeling that Dak Prescott's going to come in and he's going to look pretty solid. I know that he had an ugly first game. You know, that was then. This is now. The offense has kind of found itself a little bit. They've gotten into a rhythm. Now Dak Prescott needs to insert himself in to that situation and elevate this offense a little bit further. I think he can, and I expect this offense to be better with Dak Prescott. I would be really surprised if it took a step back. So I like the Cowboys winning at home, 29-20. The Dallas Cowboys are minus seven favorites in this one. And while that does seem reasonable, and I even have the Cowboys winning by nine, Lions can put points up on the board. I know they just got shut out against the Patriots, and I just praise the Patriots' defense, and I think the Cowboys' defense is better. Do I think that's going to happen again? I don't think so. And I could see the Lions making this game a little bit closer than that, but I'm like 50-50 on Dallas minus 7. I mean, if you if you feel like the Lions can keep it close, Lions plus 7 is not bad, but I feel like also Dallas plus like I'm like I'm minus 7, I'm, I'm 50-50. I'm pretty much 50-50. But I do like the Cowboys getting the W for that one ultimately. Looking at the Colts and the Titans now, this is a hard one for me to decide. The last time these two teams met in Indianapolis, Tennessee got the job done, even though the Colts did mount a little bit of a comeback. Shaq Leonard was practicing today, so that is good news for the Colts, and the Colts, I, I just have such a hard time buying into them. They have so many injuries, and they have just, they have, despite being 3-2-1 right now, have lost some games that I could not believe they lost or tied to the Houston Texans earlier this year in a manner I just did not expect to see coming. I... Tennessee's minus two and a half, and honestly, I mean, that's kind of where I feel like this game comes down to. It's a t another tight contest. I don't see either team running away with this. I think that the Tennessee Titans edge out the Colts just ever so slightly. Home field advantage for them should help them. They already got the win against Indianapolis in Indy, so they're riding off of that as well. And plus, when I look at the injury sheet, the Colts, man, they just lost Ashton Doolin, Quiddy Pay, Bobby O'Karake, Naeem Hines, Jonathan Taylor, all questionable. And while Shaquille Leonard came back today to practice, he is questionable. But I'm assuming if he's practicing, he's going to try to force his way onto the field come Sunday. But I like Tennessee winning 23-20, to a tight contest. This is another one where, like, Tennessee minus 2.5. 
I kind of like that just because I do expect them to win. I think they could win by at least three. It feels like maybe by a field goal or, you know, just Colts run out of time. Maybe they can't keep up. I know they just put up 34 in the Jaguars, but the Jaguars are dealing with their own issues. The Titans, I think, are a little more threatening than that. And I think they hold the Colts offense a little bit more at bay and find some more success for the W. Looking at the Packers and the Commanders. Commanders come into this game. Taylor Heineke is going to be QB1. Hasn't been QB1 since last year, obviously. And I don't really know what to think of this team right now. They're dealing with some injuries as well. Samuel Cosme is hurt right now. Diami Brown and Jahan Dotson are both listed as questionable. And then you have the Green Bay Packers. They're not going to have Randall Cobb. Aaron Rodgers is dealing with an arm thing. Offensive line has been a mess all year long. This is a hard one for me to come up with, but... This is kind of a do-or-die game for the Packers, and I think with that in mind, I trust Matt LaFleur leading the Packers more than I do Ron Rivera leading whatever the Commanders are right now, and I mean that in like the least disrespectful way, Commanders fans. I just don't really know if I can buy into the Commanders getting a win in this game. Packers are minus four and a half favorites. That definitely seems doable. And I just don't know what we're going to get from this offense minus Carson Wentz. At least like with Carson Wentz, I kind of knew what you were going to get. Risk-taking guy with like high upside, but also very low, low sides. I have the Packers winning 27 to 16. I think that they find themselves, they get some good footing. I'm assuming we see a few touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers this game. He's had a really tough outing. I don't know how bad this injury is. If he's not in the game though, I literally don't know who comes up with the victory. So I'll still lean Packers. 27-16. This one's kind of a crapshoot for me, if I'm going to be honest with you guys. A little bit of a crapshoot. Looking at the Buccaneers and the Panthers. uh, I don't really have much thought put into this one, to be honest with you guys. Buccaneers are minus 10.5 favorites, and while 10.5 is a lot, and I, I, I hammered this away with the Buccaneers last week and completely got it wrong, obviously. But I don't see the Buccaneers dropping to the Panthers considering they're dealing with a head coaching change. They didn't even put up an offensive touchdown last week against the Rams. And I think the Buccaneers and Rams defense right now, fairly comparable, maybe a slight edge to the Rams defense. But I think the, the Buccaneers have every shot and then some to maybe reach this minus 10.5. It is a lot, though, but I do feel fairly good about it. I have the Buccaneers winning, and unfortunately, I'm writing the Panthers off on this one, 27-9. There was really not much thought for me to go into this one. I just don't really see a way for the Panthers, with all things considered, coming out with a victory. They're shopping Christian McCaffrey right now. It, you know, they, they just let go of, albeit a very discontent wide receiver in Robbie Anderson. They lost a better wide receiver on the team. Uh, it's a lot for the Panthers to be dealing with right now, and I just don't know if I could pick them over the Buccaneers going into this game. Looking at the Giants in the Jaguars, this one's in Jacksonville, and the Jaguars are curiously minus three favorites. Now, I understand they're home, and the Jaguars have had a couple of games where they've looked pretty good, but they've also been struggling as of late, whereas the Giants are like a mile high right now, soaring through the air, finding any way possible to win their games. And I just have a hard time betting against them right now. I I consider them one of the best teams in the league. They're very high up in my power rankings. If you have not checked that out, make sure you do so at the end of the video. You can see where I have them there. I think very highly of this Giants team. Brian Dayball and and his entire staff have done an excellent job turning things around over there in New York. I think they hit really well on their draft picks. This is just a really fun team to watch and a very surprising team to watch at that. 
I like the Giants getting the victory on this one here. I'm worried a little bit about the Jaguars' defense. They have a handful of injuries. Foley Fatukasi is dealing with something right now. Foyasaid Oluwokin, Shaq Griffin, they're all listed as questionable. And those are some of your premier anchors for your defense. And if they're not at 100%, I just don't really know right now. So I like the Giants. I have them with the win. I like them plus three. I think that is like a super big hammer. I I would be shocked to see the Jaguars win this game. 21-17, I like the Giants getting the dub. They move to 6-1 and and a very surprising 6-1 at at that. For the Browns and Ravens, this one's in Baltimore. And Baltimore is minus 6.5 favorites on this one here, which... It kind of makes sense to me, I guess you could say. The Browns are in a really tough spot. They got severely humbled against the Patriots last week, losing, and I I don't really know what to make of the Browns right now. I know they're dealing with injuries. They obviously have Brissett as their quarterback one. They were hoping Deshaun Watson would probably be quarterback right now, but obviously he's not going to be back till they play the Texans later this season. And I know that they're trying to like hold out and have as good of a record as possible come Watson time, but... It just feels like the wheels might be falling off of this season and it's looking more like a lost season and it might even benefit them to have themselves a lost season just so they can accumulate some good talent in the draft and kind of reload and get ready for Watson's full season next year should he be playing all of next year. With all that in mind, I know the Ravens have kind of hit a bit of a snag on on offense. They have not been nearly as efficient as they were the first three weeks of the season as they have been the last three weeks of the season, but I still do like them getting the victory in this game. I have them winning 28-21, to 21, so winning by a touchdown. The Baltimore minus 6.5 does feel pretty solid. I think that... This is a bounce back game. You're at home and you've lost, you've given up some games at home at that. I think this is a game where the Ravens can kind of right some of those wrongs. And ultimately, I like John Harbaugh more than I like Kevin Stefanski. So I'm going to go with the Ravens. 28 21, if I didn't already say that. Looking at the Jets and the Broncos here, this one's in Denver. In Denver, minus one favorites. Minus one. That means Jets plus one. Hammer the hell out of it. I do not buy this Broncos offense for a minute. I know they looked good for like a random quarter and a half or so against the Chargers, and then the wheels just fell off, whatever they were doing there. The Jets, on the other hand, another one of those fun, surprising teams that I'm kind of all in on at this point. They're 4-2. and two, They're looking pretty good. The defense is young and feisty and aggressive, and they're a fun group to watch. Whereas the offense, Zach Wilson just got back. He's knocking off some of the rust. He's getting back into the rhythm of things. I really like this Jets team. Do I think they're going to be a playoff team? Maybe a little too soon to make a call like that because who knows, things could turn south really quickly. But the Broncos, aside from their defense, which I really like, their offense just holds them way too far back for me. Jets plus one feels like a sure thing to me. And this is going to sound a little bit crazy. I have the Jets winning 23 to 10. Maybe I'm underselling the offense just a smidge for Denver despite it being Denver averaging, what is it, like 15.2 points a game, literally tied for last in the league with the Bears. They've allowed 20 sacks this season, which is six most. You're going up against a Jets team that's pressuring a quarterbacks at 26.6% of dropbacks. They also have 10 turnovers forced on the season, which is tied for fifth in the league. They're only allowing 313 yards a game. I think it's a little bit of a mismatch for Denver. I think the Jets get a big victory here and a statement where we have arrived and we're not just building towards the future. The future is now. I like what I'm seeing in New York and I'm excited to see it. Going into, and I cannot believe 
I have to make a pick for this game, but here I am. The Texans and the Raiders. They're in Las Vegas. Raiders are 1-4. The Texans are 1-3-1. I really don't know who to go with this in, in this game. And that might sound surprising because you look at the Raiders roster and you think there's a lot more talent over there in Las Vegas, Ethan. Probably want to go with the Raiders. Fair enough. But the Texans, every now and again, they come into games that they probably shouldn't be like competitive in, and they are. This is kind of a lost season for at least the Texans right now. Maybe they turn things around, but it just does not feel like there's enough talent on the roster for them to do so. But the Raiders have just been so bad considering the amount of talent they had. It leaves me scratching my head. With all that being said, I do think the Raiders are going to get the victory. I'm going Raiders win, and I have the Raiders winning 30-28. to 28. I think this is going to be one of those games where the Texans kind of hang in there and they make it like more of a contest than it probably should have been. I am so shaky on the Josh McDaniels head coaching thing. It's not even funny. I was already doubting it coming into the season, and you have such a talented roster, and you're one in four. This is a better roster than what you had in Denver, and you went 6-0 and that first year. So I don't really know what's going on. Hopefully they figure it out. I like the Raiders 30-28. to The Texans are plus seven underdogs in this game. I really like that plus seven because the Texans... Again, they like to hang into random games they probably shouldn't be hanging into. I like the I, I like the Raiders winning, but I like the Texans hanging in there. That plus seven does not seem like a bad option for if a loss within seven. Houston doesn't sound too crazy to me. Looking at the Seahawks and the Chargers, this is one that I think is going to be a higher scoring affair. The over-under for this initially started at 52. It's now sitting at 50, but still a high number nonetheless. One of the highest of the week. Chargers are minus five favorites, and that's definitely something that feels doable for the Chargers, but I could also see the Seahawks plus five as something as well where they lose like within three because the Seahawks offense has been really good this year, and Geno Smith has been one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the league, oddly enough, something that I did not expect to be saying seven weeks into the season, but here it is, leaving my mouth. With that in mind, the Chargers come in with a lot of injuries that concern me which is why I think this game ends up being a higher scoring affair. I think the Chargers have the offensive firepower to dump points on a Seahawks defense that's really struggled this year and has allowed one of the highest numbers per game in the league. But when you look at their defense, they're missing Joey Bosa. They have a couple of other issues going on as well. They just benched JC Jackson. So while the Chargers kind of like figure themselves out defensively, offense is probably going to have to do some heavy lifting I think the Seahawks have an opportunity to put up some points, but I do have the Chargers winning. I like the Chargers in LA. They're playing in LA at that, so a little bit more of a reason to lean more towards the Chargers. But I like them 35-30. to 30. So I have that minus 5 for the Chargers. It is definitely something that I could see coming down a lot closer than that. Like 35-34 would not surprise me between this these two teams here. Again, some issues with the defense and the Chargers, and then the Seahawks' ability to put up points week in and week out. Last week, I think, was the lowest point total they scored all season long, and it was still 19 points, which is better than a handful of teams that are sitting at the bottom of the league right now who can't even get past that number in a single game this year. So I like the Chargers 35-30. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. This will probably be one of the higher point totals of the week, in my opinion. So that over the the, the 50, the over-under, I kind of like the over on that one. Looking at the Chiefs and the 49ers here, we got ourselves a Super Bowl rematch from a couple of years ago. The 49ers dealing with a ton of injuries. A lot of people consider this team like a top five team just a few weeks ago. And my, have the tides turned. Um, I would say that 
I was never really a part of that group. I thought that maybe this was like a fringe playoff team and I had them somewhat high in my power rankings, but never like anything too crazy. Jimmy Garoppolo is Jimmy Garoppolo at the end of the day. And while this roster is really talented, they're dealing with injuries and players missing time. Nick Bosa is questionable. Trivarius Ward is questionable. Trent Williams is questionable. Hafunga is questionable. Like they have so many questionable players on this list going into this game. Whereas when you look at Kansas City, they're fairly healthy. One of the healthiest teams in the league and a healthy KC team is a dangerous KC team. They're minus two and a half favorites going into San Fran. And I think I like the Chiefs on this one here. They are two and four against the spread. So I don't know about betting on that two and a half for the Chiefs, but I will say that I do like them as outright winners. And I have them winning 21 to 14. I think that the 49ers defense, despite some of the injuries they're dealing with, is still a phenomenal unit and they can still apply pressure and give teams fits. It was more so the turnovers last week of the offense that kind of put the defense in bad positions to let up the 28 points they did against the Falcons. So if they can play a cleaner game offensively and not put their defense in bad spots, I think the 49ers can hang in there. But I do like the Chiefs 24-21 getting a victory here to move on to 5-2 in the AFC. And then, final two games here. We are talking Sunday night football now. We have the Steelers heading into Miami to take on the Dolphins. And let me tell you, This is an interesting one here because the Steelers came out and completely smacked the Buccaneers in the mouth and blew up everyone's picks last week when it came to that decision there. I did not expect the Steelers to be as competitive as they were in that game. I don't know if it speaks more so to just kind of like the issues offensively going on in, in, um, I almost said Buffalo, Tampa Bay, excuse me. But I will say that Tua Tagovailoa coming back and leading this Dolphins team 3-0 as a starter coming back and this is kind of not a revenge game for him but uh I'm back kind of game for him. I'm really hoping he's healthy and ready to go and if he is, I think that this Miami Dolphins team combined with how good this Miami defense is can give problems on both sides of the ball for both the Steelers offense and defense to deal with. I like Miami in this game a lot. They're minus 7 favorites. I don't know about the minus 7. I do have the Dolphins winning. And a little bit of a closer contest. I like them 28 to 24. I don't know if what Pittsburgh did last week is a sign of better things to come or not. They didn't really score a ton against Tampa Bay, but they were able to do enough to get a win against a Tampa Bay defense that's been pretty good for the most part. I'm curious how this game ends. Like I said, I have the Dolphins winning 28-24. I don't really know how much I believe in all that. It could be a further, more spread-apart score where you know the Steelers don't even get past 14 points. I could definitely see that. Maybe I'm giving Pittsburgh's offense a little too much credit going in this game. But I do like the Dolphins. I think they get the W, and I think the Steelers might hang in there just a little bit more than some people expected them to. And then for the final game of the season, or not the season, wow, excuse me, the week, not the season, uh... Not a ton of thoughts really put into this one here. The Bears have, at this point, pretty much written in stone that they are one of the bottom teams in the league, and I really hate that. I was excited to see what Matt Eberflus could do with this unit over there in Chicago, but it has just not gone well, and I'm starting to believe less and less in the Chicago Bears week in and week out. I know they're 2-4. and They have gotten a couple of wins, but my goodness, have they been ugly at that. 
I like the Patriots getting the win on this one here. They're minus eight favorites. It's in New England. And after seeing what Bill Belichick did to Dan Campbell a couple of weeks ago and what he just did to Kevin Stefanski last week, you're looking at another young, inexperienced, not young, but I don't know how old Matt Eberflus is, but an inexperienced head coach, first year guy. Good luck trying to outcoach Bill Belichick. I hope he does not run circles around you the way he has the two more recent head coaches he just went up against that are also newer to the league. Best of luck, Matt Eberflus. I have the Patriots winning 31 to 10. I don't really think this game gets very close. I know that Bill Belichick has a lot of respect for that team. He was talking about them a lot the other day for like, it felt like 10 minutes straight. He was praising Justin Fields and their defense. But I think the Patriots run away with this game here. 31 to 10, whether it's Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones, whoever's the starter, I don't really know going into this game. Well, whoever ends up being, I like the Patriots without a doubt. But those are my picks for this week's slate of games. I would love to hear what you guys have to say. Who's coming home with a W? Who's going home with L's? I would love to see what you all have to say about that. But that is it for me. I appreciate y'all for watching. I will see you guys next time. Have a good one.